Hello and welcome to the Boss Babe Diaries. My name is Lois Banks. You might know me as Lois Banks Fitness on Instagram. Now, I had the pleasure of featuring on I Think I Am Mentally Unstable, which is hosted by my good friend Naida Allen, and it was too good not to share on my channel too. I am super excited for you all to listen to this episode, and I think many of you will resonate. We bring an honest discussion to the table about our own challenges with people-pleasing and open up about the highs and the lows of entrepreneurship. Make sure you head over to Naida's podcast and give it a follow. I think she is one of the most genuine podcasters out there and it was a pleasure to be a guest on her pod. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to I Think I'm Mentally Unstable. Today I'm with Lois Banks. You might know her as Lois Banks Fitness on Instagram. She is a woman of many talents. She's an entrepreneur, online coach, content creator. She teaches women how to be confident, strong, be unapologetically you and boss life. And it's an absolute pleasure to have her on the show today. We're good friends. We met about six, seven months ago now. Think she's probably one of my closest and bestest friends. Um, love her to pieces. So it's really, really exciting to her to share her story, to tell us more about her journey, and to learn more about how we can all be confident, boss, strong babes. Lois, welcome. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I'm actually blushing right now, <laughs> um, and I want to start off with saying. I honestly value you as such a close friend and I'm really, really grateful that you came into my life and we bumped into each other that day in the gym and just started to spiel off a load of shit to one another. <laughs> Literally <laughs> within like the first five minutes of meeting each other, we were like oversharing everything. We were just like clicked, which was just great. Um, but thank you for that introduction. Um, for those of you listening, I am an online coach. I am an entrepreneur, um, podcaster, content creator. Um, I have a lot of, I have my finger in a, in a lot of different pots, which is continuing <laughs> to expand. And I'm really, really excited about. Um, but I don't ever want to be defined by a, one role or a job. It is my mission to empower women to become the best version of themselves and to become more confident to become stronger healthier happier to feel the best version of themselves so that is my mission through whatever whatever role that I'm that I'm playing Mm. and that definitely feeds into all the hats that you wear um I also really agree with not having that one label that defines you because I think that's actually really difficult to maintain especially if you are that person who is quite creative I mean you started out doing photography didn't you and then branched into this massive empire that you're now building yeah it's absolutely crazy because I did graduate with a degree in photography so from the age of 18 to 21 I studied at um, the University of Creative Arts in Farnham and um I absolutely loved photography. It was a huge, huge, huge passion of mine, which I then kind of at the end of the three years decided that I didn't want to branch out into kind of working within the the photography world. And I wanted to kind of pursue another avenue, which was 
coaching and and helping Mm -hmm. people to become the best version of themselves because I think having struggled with a lot of my own like self-esteem issues when I was younger and confidence being able to help others through you know seeing a client walk into the weight section and feel more comfortable and confident or when they're hitting their first squat PB or, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're wearing something that they wouldn't normally wear and they feel great in themselves. I get such a satisfaction from that. Mm-hmm. And whilst I did get satisfaction through photography, it just didn't really, at the time, I guess, it, it didn't really give me that buzz, which mm-hmm. I was looking for um, with a career. So that's why I kind of pursued the avenue of, of coaching. But it's now, I guess, we're coming up to eight years later that mm. I'm starting to integrate the photography into my business. And I'm now adding to my coaching service a photography package, which allows me to take a client through a journey Um And then at the end of that kind of, you know, if they're working with me for, say, six months, they would have a photo shoot to kind of push themselves out of their comfort zone to build more confidence. So although, yes, at the time when I I stopped doing my degree and when I was was 21, I was like, this just isn't for me. And I actually throughout the years was like, oh, I I feel like it was such a waste. I never used my degree. I can't Mm. believe it. I spent three years at uni doing photography and I never pursued it. And actually... All these years later, I'm, you know, I'm actually using it within my business and I'm using the skills and the, and the knowledge and, and applying that to what I'm trying to achieve now, which is helping women to become more confident in themselves. So it's been really, really cool to be able to integrate that into my business later on in life. Mm, and you're doing an absolutely smashing job at that your personality shines through your skills are coming through and I think that's a testament to who you are as a person showing up and giving people a little bit of your background and your knowledge which helps another woman feel better in themselves in their own body and you showing your story to say I've not always been confident I've actually struggled I've had some shitty moments with my mental health but yeah, I'm still here. I'm still showing up and you can too. That's so much more relatable than this kind of highlight reel, like the 1% that we see a lot of the time. At what point did you know that you wanted to also help other women? So when I first started as a coach working at Pure Gym, I would train everyone and anyone. So I would train people that, you know, identified as male and female. And um, I found that a lot of the time, I would, when I would have a female client, a lot of the things that they would, the problems that they would come to me with, I would be able to relate to. Mm -hmm. And I'd gone through myself. So back in, it must have been 2020 when COVID hit, I then transitioned to more kind of the online coaching world as opposed to Mm -hmm. working in a gym. I just had this you know, just realization that it was, it was women that were the, my, obviously my, my target audience for a number of reasons. As I said, you know, I have been through, I I always used to lack confidence when I was younger. I used to be scared to walk into the weight section. I've struggled a lot with body image and 
with an eating disorder and these tend to be and I'm not saying that you know men don't struggle with these things because Mm. they do but it tends to be a lot more prominent in women in that these are things that they struggle struggle with so Mm. I then I guess then I was like well I really 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 want to help women to overcome these issues that they are facing like I want to be that problem solver for Mm. them and I think I am such a fixer anyway when it comes to all aspects of my life so you know like friendships relationships I you know and and also like working relationships although I have boundaries and I Mm. do uh, remain professional I do feel like I I take on I, I take on people's problems and I almost kind of absorb them um because I care so much and I that's just the way I am you know I I I do care I do give a shit I'm proud to say that um but sometimes it does come at a a cost sometimes so I think having boundaries is really really important and something that you know me and you were talking about yesterday over coffee um is we are both quite similar in that we're people pleasers Mm -hmm. aren't we yeah and it's something that we we're aware of but we Mm. sometimes struggle to place boundaries with Mm. so I'm trying to kind of currently navigate setting better boundaries within my within my life with um I don't know about you but (laughs) if somebody suggests something to me if they're like oh do you want to do this do you want to do this I'm like yeah let's do it it's great and I'll and I'll (laughs) agree to it I'll agree to it because at the time I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. That'd be great. I'd, I'd so love to see that person. But in reality, don't I, I don't actually have the time and <laughs> I actually should have prior, maybe prioritised other things on that day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am such a people pleaser that sometimes I just can't say no. Do you find that you struggle with that? Oh, girl, you're preaching to the choir. Genuinely, I don't think I can exercise the word no without feeling a bit icky it's like every nerve in my body goes what are you doing and it's really hard to separate the things that I want to do for myself and try to be more selfish and I am attempting to be a bit more selfish and to say what I like and what I don't like you know protect a space but it is really difficult and I've been a people pleaser probably for my whole life again not to generalize but I do feel like a lot of women do have that people pleasing tendency when I was younger I think I just always wanted to be liked and then that fed into like a confidence thing so the reason bringing it back to the point I feel like women are more people pleasers and that then affects your self-esteem and confidence because you're constantly trying to be there to like be the empathizer to be the fixer to be the helper and I don't see that narrative in the same way in men I could be completely wrong but that's kind of the trend I don't know if you feel the same yeah I think you know if we look at it historically women were meant to serve men Mm -hmm. really if you think about it you know um we're going back to you know Henry VIII times. The geezer <laughs> had eight wives. Was it eight wives? It was eight wives. Six, isn't it? six. six wives. Six, God, yeah. I, I'm, I'm horrible. I, I need to go back to school and do my uh, history. Do you remember horrible histories? Do you yes, those loved. Magazines? Yeah. 
I used to absolutely love those because it used to really like simplify history for me and I used to collect the cards and it was it was great and I remember there was this one magazine that went into um it went into the history of uh Henry VIII and his mm. wives and I just remember being just gobsmacked that mm. this Giza had six six wives, mm-hmm. six wives, you know, and obviously they were all made to serve him, mm-hmm. you know, and it was all about him. And if he was pissed off with something that they did, off off, off their head went, yeah. you know. Literally. So, you know, historically, and I've completely gone off on a tangent here, talking about, you know, Henry VIII, but historically, if we look back to those times, women were meant to serve. And if you didn't serve, mm-hmm. off your head went. Mm-hmm. exactly so, <laughs> you know and and it, it, it's you know times are changing women are serving themselves it's still being supportive and still being maybe nurturing role mm. you know we're, we're still we still we still are that but I think um yeah historically if we were to go way back this is what women have been taught that they're there for 100 percent and when the people pleasing comes in for me I just think it's a case of I don't want to be disliked or I don't want to be an inconvenience I think that's my biggest worry mm-hmm. when I say oh I'd rather do this and someone doesn't enjoy that I get really in my own head thinking oh if we did what they wanted to maybe they would have had fun and then the whole experience for them would have been more positive and it's just but then what about like you these... because if you sorry to interrupt you there but what about you because if you had agreed and said you know if they said that it was something that they wanted to do and you were like yeah yeah that's fine like we'll do what they want to do and then at the then you're compromising what you want to do and you could go to that event or whatever it is that they said that they wanted to do and then you go and then you not have a great time because it doesn't align with you so mm. you know you'd be compromising yourself oh yeah that's literally always what I do I sacrifice my own happiness for someone else's so you wouldn't want somebody else to be unhappy and in a situation mm. that made them uncomfortable so treat your mate like you would treat yourself oh absolutely and it's something that I'm trying to do more and under and notice when I'm doing it so I think we were talking about it yesterday that whole having a routine it's sets you up for success right and if you get up and you're in someone else's space it's like okay this is a great idea in essence and I would love to stay over and work from your house but I know that I'm going to be distracted I know that I'm not going to work and it's learning more about yourself and then how you can say it would be great to spend some time together, but I'm going to work from home between the hours, let's say 10 to four, I'll come over for dinner. And at least then it's like, you will be there, you will spend that time, but it's also that you're in a space where you know that you're going to be productive because I just can't work with people. So I agree with the, with that aspect. You do have to treat yourself like the best friend and put yourself first and your needs first. Um, and there's a lot of connotations with being selfish quote unquote but actually that's not a bad thing and the more that you know yourself and what you like and what you don't like the more that you'll actually be a better person because otherwise you just kind of build up a bit of resentment especially you know as as we were literally just saying you're going to be unhappy and then you kind of project that unhappiness onto someone else because you're thinking well if I had done what I wanted to do, then I would have been happy, not miserable. And it's and you then blame the other person, but actually you were in full control of that situation. How do you deal with 
the boundaries and the people pleasing like what's your experience with it so I think sometimes you do have to compromise because you can't always have it your way and Mm. you know I think you do have to communicate your needs what's important to you and your boundaries and once communicating that with you know whoever it is um that's then for them to express their needs and and their boundaries and what they want and then you can kind of meet in the middle and have a a middle ground so mm-hmm. if for example I don't know your friend says oh I really want to go for an early morning walk can you come and meet me and then you're just not an early riser and you <laughs> don't want to go for a walk you just be like I really want to meet up and go and, and see you I'd love to catch up but is there a alternative time that we can mm-hmm. do you know if that's something that you don't want to do you shouldn't necessarily you know compromise your needs and 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 likes and whatever just for somebody else I mean mm. you know don't get me wrong sometimes there there is a bit of give, give and take and you will make an effort for people um but it's when you repeatedly 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 compromise your own boundaries for mm. others and then it kind of as you said you you build up a bit of resentment and you you start to lose yourself in a way and you don't feel Mm. your best um so I think for me I've really had to kind of catch myself out when I am people pleasing and turn around and and say actually sorry this doesn't work for me so I had somebody message me to meet up for like a, a coffee date and I really wanted to catch up with this person because I hadn't seen them in a while. And um, in my head, I just wanted to straight away go, yeah, 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 I'd love to see you. But then I looked at my calendar and I was like, actually, no, Lo, you need to make sure that you're prioritizing getting your work done that day, because if you don't do the work, you're going to be behind on your on your, on your on your studies. And I just turned around and said to her, I would love to see you, but I can't do this this day can you do and I gave her like some alternative days and I think initially I didn't want to say no because I didn't want to hurt her feelings or make her Mm. think that I didn't want to see her um and obviously she was she was keen to catch up with me so I didn't want to I didn't want to upset her I think that was it that was it It was just upsetting her was Mm. my main kind of focus um but just setting those boundaries and saying no actually Mm. made me feel a sense of relief because I then was able to crack on with the work that I needed to do I was mm. then able to have a productive day and for me if I'm productive and if I get the work done that I need to do I feel my best self if I have a long ass to-do list and I haven't done anything that I've planned for the day um that can sometimes jade me a little bit mm. and I'm, I'm getting a little bit better at adjusting when needs be because you know sometimes things might happen and you might need to adjust your schedule and I think it's it's about kind of being able to adapt to that but Mm. um I personally like schedule I like Mm. routine so if I've got something that's slap bang in the middle of my day and it throws off my routine and my schedule it can actually be counterproductive for me so Mm. I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have your boundaries and um say no a hundred percent and knowing when you're 
creative or your deep focus time is is important as well around that I think you touched on two important things one the productivity and the needing to feel like you've been productive in the day hard relate I really get irritated if I had a to-do list that I didn't finish I feel like I can't relax afterwards I get really in my head thinking oh you've not done enough you've not worked hard enough you could have done more or you should have done more and that is like a really negative language to have and I think we spoke about this before that feeling of never feeling like you're doing enough even though you are and you're not realizing how hard you're working and you're not even taking a step back to look at exactly how much you've achieved or how much you've done in a day and I've tried to exercise this idea of working like maybe like four hours a day but maybe not putting a time limit on it maybe having a bit more of a what did I achieve did I set out to do x and did I get to y as opposed to I must work a nine to five and I think that's really hard when you're self-employed because you feel like everyone is working harder when actually it's really difficult to quantify it and yeah that's something on that productivity side like knowing when you've achieved something I feel like I'm, I can relax more I can go celebrate or I deserve to relax that's just yeah annoying behavior <laughs> yeah I am I'm exactly exactly the same and um something interesting that you just said there is that I think typically there is this idea that if you work a nine to five you're the most productive person and you're you have a higher work ethic or whatever but you know I've worked nine to fives before when I've gone to the job and I've just been on my phone the whole time, <laughs> you know, because there wasn't much to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think just because you have set hours or you maybe you work for a company or whatever doesn't mean you're more productive than somebody that maybe has their own business and has mm. a flexible structure and I think it's about working finding what works for you mm. I'm playing about at the moment with my work timings and my schedules and I think for me what works really well is starting at eight and smashing it all out finishing at two having a bit of a break like going to the gym or whatever because I feel my for myself I start to get a bit sluggish midday mm. I start to my mind starts to get distracted I might you know scroll through social media when I shouldn't Mm. be and I now will replace that time with something that makes my brain active Mm. so I'll go to the gym and then I might come back and I'll continue doing a little bit of work and that really really works for me but I was listening to your podcast the other day when you were saying about you found your new routine where you get up in the morning and you you go to the gym really early Mm. and that's kind of working for you and I think as an entrepreneur you do have to um find what works for you Mm. and run with it Mm. and some days might be different some days you might work a eight till two or some days you might be like actually I feel like working a two till 10 today Mm. you know and I think that's the beauty of being self-employed and having that flexibility because you are your own boss you can decide when the work hours that you what you want to do but I don't know about you but I sometimes find if I it's it's really silly like if I worked an eight till two I feel like I feel like more productive than if I was to work a two till ten oh yes I actually get annoyed at myself because I I think what I do is I procrastinate a bit 
I say I think I know that I procrastinate a lot I'll plan out the day on Google Calendar and I'll have exactly what I'm doing right and then I'll just go hmm I'm just gonna toggle that to 11 instead of 10 and everything just gets pushed back and what I could have achieved in the morning I end up stressing about from about 4 p.m and then I go right we really need to do some work now and I'll end up like working until 10 and I know that's not a bad thing because you know entrepreneur life do whatever you want you make your own rules but at the same time it would be less heavy on my brain if I just did it and like got on with what I set out to do and then I could have the day the rest of the day but I think it's because I fear that I'm again it comes back to that worry that you're just not doing enough like if I finished it too I would be like what the hell do I do with the rest of my day it's like that workaholic Mm -hmm. tendency um and then yeah just having this feeling where it's like well I have that time so I could just go to the gym later or I could get up later or I could do this later and because because you just have that time um but I feel as though if I'd had if I'd planned more fun things because that's the reason why I went you know self-employed in the first place was to have more of a balance with life but I feel like it is heavily work focused and I just very hard to switch off I think especially comes back to that people pleasing tendency wanting to be um available for everyone at all times I'm working most weekends like not working where I'm like sat at a laptop well sometimes I'm at the laptop but I mean if a client messages me I will reply even though I've said in our terms and conditions I'm not going to reply I still reply <laughs> so annoying well, I think that's because you care yeah um, we're both empathetic you know we? yeah we are we are definitely and I'm I'm the same like I to be fair I do have my work hours which are displayed on my on my whatsapp for for my clients um and I really try hard to stick to those hours and I usually do and I have this thing I'm like right no messages are going to be replied to on a Sunday Mm -hmm. like none at all because historically um I have made the mistake of replying to client messages at 9 10 p.m um and on Sunday on my day off and not being present with the people who like you know mean the most to me so Mm -hmm. I think it's really really important to have those boundaries and maybe that's something for you to to work on and Mm. for you to start you know kind of weaning yourself off because I think if you don't set the boundaries in the beginning Mm. it becomes incredibly hard to come back from that because it's almost like your clients will now expect you to be there Mm. probably at the drop of the hat to reply because you've allowed it you know because you've already allowed it um and this yeah. is something that I've learned before is my, I my clients were kind of um because I was replying late at night and because I was replying on those Sundays um they would expect me to reply at those times because I'd allowed it mm-hmm. and that was my fault because I hadn't mm-hmm. set those boundaries um so I think that is really really important but something you were saying about you know feeling like you're not doing enough and if you was to work eight till two and then finish work for the day, you would feel like you'd probably be twiddling your thumbs and be like, Oh my God, I need to get back to work. Mm. What the hell? I need to, I can't take rest. What mm. is this? Um, <laughs> but in reality, you know, it would be better for you to work eight till two, right? Smash out six hours, sorry, of solid work, mm. then work eight till six 
and get six hours of work in there and four hours of fluff. I think work smarter, not harder. I love that motto and I say it a lot. I do say it and I say it to everyone else, but it's almost like you'll be the motivator for other people, but you're like the exception to the rule. That's how I feel. It's like if if you Mm -hmm. sat there and said to me, I am so tired, I don't want to do anything. I literally just need a bed day. I'd be like, absolutely go for it. You deserve a rest. Me, I will literally be puking my guts up I'll go oh god must go back to work and it's just I I have to be like on death's door to take a break and that's probably why I get so burnt out because it's just a mixture of people pleasing overworking never shutting off having to juggle all of these different elements of like socializing business trying to feed yourself do your chores all that like you know balancing all these different elements of life and then I do so much where I'll cram my day with stuff And then I'll go, oh, God, it's happening. And then there's just no creativity. It all flops. So it's like one extreme or the other. So what I'm trying to do now is do less. So I've learned from the last seven months that I can't work with too many clients or too many different projects. And I don't know why I was trying to fill up my day and fill up all my time with that. And now I'm a bit more strict with that. I'm I'm thinking, okay, it's good to have the clients in the pipeline, but I'm going to be working on this for a certain amount of time this person for x amount of hours a week this is how we're going to do the process if they have a way that they like to work with me let's say they like to use asana i normally use monday but i'm happy to be flexible with that because you know you have to accommodate like you said you have to compromise in certain ways but i am trying to learn to do less and be comfortable with that because i think in a society where hustle culture is glamorized from all aspects, doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or you're an employee, a nine to five job, there is this element of like taking breaks is like look down on when it shouldn't be. I remember at work, um, we had an hour break and everyone would just take 30 minutes. They'd always all work at their computers. So they'd be eating at their computers. And I was like, where is the line? It was nine to five, but it was frowned upon if you left your desk at five. It's like, oh no, you have to wait until at least 5.30. Not billable. I'm going to leave. You raise your eyes at me. That's fine. But I think that's again where this people-pleasing tendency comes in because you're kind of told how to act, what to do. Can't be a human, be a robot. You're a machine, work 25-7. And it just creates this whole mindset that like working is better and it's hard yeah. to come out of that. But, you know, like, as you said, setting those boundaries and knowing what works for you might not work for someone else, but it's okay to do less and actually enjoy that because you are here to live as well. You're not here to just work. And yeah, it's just something that you have to unlearn. I 100% agree. I um, don't know about you, but I hit burnout over Christmas massively so I think in the lead up to Christmas I had loads of stuff going on within business Mm -hmm. and um projects that I was you know working on and I was I was I was doing a lot of content creation and I was trying to do everything and Mm -hmm. I wanted to do everything uh (laughs) which was which was the problem um and then it kind of came to Christmas and I I kind of tried to slow down a little mm. bit because I could feel myself burning out and almost hitting a bit of a I think I got a bit of a content creator's brick wall because mm-hmm. I 
was smashing out all this content on Instagram, which was great. And then I hit a brick wall and I was like, fuck, I don't know what to post. Yeah. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> I, and I, I literally, my brain was frazzled mm. and I hit burnout over Christmas because I was sleeping so much. I was, I was, I just felt just tired. I didn't even want to train, which isn't like me. Mm. Um, my nutrition was a bit all over the place. I mean, it was, it was Christmas, you know, and mm. I was myself, but I hit burnout and I'm still trying to recover, I think, from that burnout. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm finding it really, really hard to get into my normal routine post Christmas. Mm. I'm still, what are we now? We're 17th of Jan. And I think I'm only just getting back into my routine fully. Mm. And I feel so much better for it. I feel so, so much better for it. But it's been a struggle over the last mm. couple of weeks the the dark mornings the the cold the rain it's been a, it's been a struggle and I don't know about you but like routine is key for mm. me so when I don't have the routine I just I'm not at my best so now I've got my routine back I'm starting to feel more myself but I was feeling sluggish I was feeling tired I was just feeling just generally meh yeah, I hit a bit of an existential crisis in the beginning of January, where normally it's like, ooh, fresh start, new year, new you. I was overwhelmed. And I think it's because it led in from the burnout that I also experienced over Christmas. Learning that doing less was like kind of okay during that time, because everyone never really does that much work over Christmas, right? Nutrition went out the window. I still stay consistent with training, but I was just 24-7 tired. And it is silly season, because you're just drinking more eating more like socializing everything's very fun and then you come back and I just felt very deflated yeah I didn't want to wake up at the same time I was training later so whereas before Christmas I was getting up at like 7 a.m I couldn't get out of bed until nine and then the whole day was just like stretched you know wasn't starting work until late afternoon and I was annoyed at myself because I know that those are the things that make me less productive that make me unhappy and I was allowing it to happen I got into the TikTok hole as well goodness sake have to delete that app. easily done I think everyone is in the same boat I think there is that like pressure that with January comes this like you know the need to change and be better and actually it's okay if you aren't ready for that just yet if you're still kind of plodding like because there is time and you don't have to do everything right now so yeah okay it's the 17th of January maybe we're just now getting into this zone and that's okay because we've, we've got there first two weeks might have been a bit of a hurdle but we've jumped over it now and we're trying again and we're only human you can't operate on that level all the time and you know there is always some routine in a non-routine so whatever we were doing then okay yeah maybe wasn't the best but we're still doing what we can and if now we're like hey cool I'm ready to go back now I've had my fun I've had my little phase I'm gonna start again and I think that's clearly what we're trying to put into place now what's your what is your routine at the moment I think you mentioned it earlier but why is that so important for you my routine when it's on point 
is Mm -hmm. getting up at six and then going straight off for a walk on my walk I'll listen to a podcast whether it be um I'm actually loving On Purpose by Jay Shetty at the moment oh yeah he's really really good um along with Diary of a CEO um classic he honestly Stephen Bartlett is crushing it with his podcast he's so admirable um so yeah so it would normally be a podcast or an audiobook however Mm. I I do find that with podcasts they're that right length for me to listen to an episode Mm. and not be halfway through a chapter Mm. of an audiobook and then Mm. forget where the fuck I was and what was going on so um (laughs) So yeah, so I normally do do a pod, listen to a pod, come back, have breakfast, and then I'll normally start work at say like eight or eight thirty, work through until two, mm. um, and then again more movement. So it'll be like going to the gym, um, and then depending on what I've done that day, if I've achieved what I needed to achieve in the morning, or if I maybe didn't have as much on as I needed to, then I would continue. So I'd continue obviously later on with a little bit more work and and work through to maybe a little bit of the early evening. Mm. Um, but again, it just depends on what I've got on. But the reason that I start off my day with movement is because I feel like I need that to get the clogs turning mm. in my brain to to get me thinking, to get me kick started. It's almost like, you know, I'm waking my brain up. Mm. And I'm, 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 that movement really, really helps. So mm. I find if I don't start the day with some kind of movement, I'll feel lethargic or I won't feel my best self or I'll feel a bit half asleep. So I yeah. need that almost kickstart in the morning to, to get me going and get the clogs turning in my brain. Mm. There is definitely science behind that um, method behind the madness type vibe. Get, getting up going out moving then starting you do feel so much better like before Christmas when I was going to the gym I'd finish I'd be back at like eight or nine in the morning ready to start and it does you're thinking I've already achieved this I've already set myself up for success today and it is doing that hard thing I think they call it licking the frog ever heard that phrase no I haven't Oh, so obviously it sounds disgusting. You wouldn't want to do it. So you do it first thing in the morning. You get that hard task out of the way first and then it's done and then you're productive for the rest of the day because you're not thinking about that one thing that you have to do. And it's true. It's like if you go to the gym mid-morning, sometimes you're thinking, oh God, I'm not going to have time to do it because now I've got this call at 11. Oh shit, it's 9.30. Am I going to have time to get my whole session in? What if someone calls me before that time? But if you just go way before you've actually got that control over your day you've owned it and then you don't have to worry about it later because you don't have to think I need to fit this in or I have to go you've really done it it's smashed it's done and I don't know why you know when you like you don't do it for a while and then you come back to it you're like why did I stop doing this like Mm -hmm. what yeah (laughs) why did I forget to do this like this feels great (laughs) like why have I been (laughs) self-sabotaging like this whole time I think as well it also helps with a confidence perspective. And that's something we haven't touched on a lot. Obviously, you've grown your confidence and you're helping women do the same. How did you learn how to grow your own confidence? Like, and just be so fucking unapologetic because it is a contagious. Like when I'm around you, I just feel so much better in myself and in my body and just in my own head. I don't know whether that's just because you have this very positive charismatic motivating vibe that you just 
charm everyone into feeling better about themselves. But I'm intrigued to see and learn how you did that for yourself and then how you got comfortable with sharing so much on socials and your learnings with other people because it is pretty fucking awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Honestly, that means the world. I am quite hard on myself so to actually hear that from an outsider is actually just like a really really lovely thing so I, I thank you I appreciate that um so I think for me I I spent so such a long time uh so many years just being in a shell and mm-hmm. caring what other people fall and not being my true wacky weird self um Mm. I think I suppressed a lot of that when I was in school because I was bullied and I I did used to um I guess get called a bit of a nerd a bit of a weirdo and I think you know that stuck with me for quite a Mm. while oh no you can't you know you can't show your true self because they're gonna call you weird or you know weird is is wrong you know that was kind of my my thoughts I guess behind that um but I think as I started to progress through my teen years and I started to do things that challenged me you know I started training I started um I started lifting weights that used to make me feel so empowered and it was that feeling of having a challenge you know I absolutely love a challenge you tell me to do something and I will be like yep okay let's go you know Mm -hmm. if you said to me tomorrow let's go and do a bungee jump I'll say yeah where you know, mm-hmm. so I'm very much if there's an opportunity or if there is a challenge, I'm quite happy to jump at it because I know that I will grow from those experiences and I will grow from um, those challenges. And I think, again, going back to the gym and it being such an empowering space and every time I did push myself to learn something new with form or I did push myself to go into the weight section or I did start to lift heavier it was building character it was building the foundations for the woman that I was going to become and I think you know I'm still evolving into I think we are you know constantly evolving as as Mm -hmm. human beings and you know the woman that I am now I'm not going to be the same woman in in five years I know that Mm -hmm. I'm going to grow and progress and I think you know if I was to look at younger Lois she definitely was this you know timid in a shell version of herself and I look back on those times and to be honest with you I look back on it and I just think fuck that Mm -hmm. life is too short to be anyone but yourself Mm -hmm. and to go and do what you want to do be who you want to be at the end of the day people are going to have their own opinions. People are going to form their own judgments. And that's something that you don't actually have control over. Mm. So if you don't have control over that and there's nothing you can do about it, then what what's the point of wasting mm. your energy and worrying about it? Because, you know, those people are, people are entitled to their own opinions, you know, mm. whatever they're going to think they're, they're going to think. Right. So mm. rather than wasting your energy, trying to, almost like you know change that or or prove something to them I think prove something to yourself Mm. be there for yourself become the person that you want to be and put that energy into building your own confidence in your own the person that you want to be and I think um definitely challenging myself and I think spending a lot of time working on 
being on my own mm. helped as well. I think through my teen years, I would jump from relationships to relationship to relationship. And um, I don't think I really spent that much time on my own. And I think that came from insecurity. And I came, I think that came from, again, like lacking confidence. And I almost needed people, um, partners to mm. lift me up and, and give me that confidence. I didn't really believe in myself and I didn't really know who I was um so I think spending a lot of time on my own doing things that challenge me I've done a lot of solo travel so mm-hmm. for anybody listening one thing that you can do to really really boost your confidence and your own growth go and do a go into a holiday on your mm-hmm. own because you you can't rely on anyone else but mm-hmm. yourself Mm. and you spend a lot of time with yourself and in your own company and it's learning to be comfortable and and confident in your own company and confident within yourself Mm. you know so I think for me just to kind of summarize because I've gone off on a tangent here I'm sure um the thing that I would really recommend is to push yourself out of your comfort zone because Mm that is where the most growth will come that is where the most confidence confidence will come Mm. um and every single time you do something that you've pushed yourself out of your comfort zone you're proving to yourself I can fucking do this Mm. and I am incredibly capable and that was a huge huge game changer for me when I just started to push the boundaries and say fuck it those are some key takeaways there challenging yourself pushing yourself out of your comfort zone knowing that confidence is fluid and that you are going to be a different person now from five years now in six months now in a year if you start working on it and definitely agree with the solo travel element I learned so much about myself going on a trip for as anyway for like four or five days and you don't even have to go for that long it could literally be if you're in the if you're in London take a train to Edinburgh for a day or something you don't have to do anything overly dramatic but it does teach you that you are capable a hundred percent it teaches you how to book a flight and you can't rely on anyone to do that for you it teaches you how to book accommodation and maybe it will be a bit rogue maybe it's not going to be the best hotel or Airbnb that you stay in but you've done it for yourself teaches you how to just live alone and not have to fill that space with socializing and also learning what you actually love doing like you can do so much more wholesome stuff and it doesn't have to be all party high energy you can be doing things that just make you feel happy like reading on reading a book on a beach taking yourself out for a coffee that main character vibe and doing things alone I feel like used to be really weird and I don't know but now it's something that I actually schedule in I like to take myself out on a date I've done it quite a few times where I'll literally take myself out for lunch or a dinner date and it's just really nice isn't it like you it it is confidence building Mm. because you're sitting there like I'm gonna sit with myself I like my own company and that's how I apply that with um dates and like relationships and friends it's like oh you're lucky to have my uh, time for an hour. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> you are fucking awesome. You are awesome. <laughs> I when I went on my trip to 
Iceland. I remember that was I went solo. I went there for about I think it was eight days, and I posted a photo in a restaurant. I think I got myself a nice little BLT with some chips. Oh, it was fucking great, and I posted a photo on my Instagram story, and somebody replied, "How can you go to a restaurant on your own?" How can you sit there and eat that on your own? And I was like, why the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it comes down to insecurities. And mm-hmm. I think it does come down to caring what other people think, because, you know, I think the whole notion, as you said, there, of like being on your own, it's seen, it's been seen as being weird. Like you're a weirdo. Like, where's your mates? Like, mm-hmm. why are you on your own? Have you got no mm-hmm. pals? Um, when actually, I think taking time to yourself is such a really incredible form of self-care and mm-hmm. you know you it just allows you to be I guess more present with mm-hmm. yourself and going back to the people pleasing thing as well you know you don't have to people please when you spend time on on your own and, mm-hmm. and, and do things that you want to do so that is the time for you to figure out what it is that you really like doing if you are a people pleaser and there's something that you want to do with a partner or a friend um but they that they say no and you end up going with whatever that they want to do go and do it on your own Mm. whatever it is that you want to do stop suppressing your hobbies your needs your your wants your Mm. desires stop suppressing that and start doing even Mm. if it means just doing it on your own and I think um for ages I had been wanting to go to Iceland I had it on my to-do list for years Mm. and I remember I was actually going to go with one of my um my ex-partners and we were saying that we were going to go for ages and I remember when we broke up I still had in the back of my mind Iceland and I was thinking it would be so nice to go to Iceland and there were a few initial hesitations don't get me wrong I was thinking well it's quite a coupley place. You tend to see quite a lot of couples that travel and go to Iceland. It would be nice to go with somebody. But then I was like, actually, like, what the fuck are you waiting for? Mm. Like, if you want to go and do it, go and do it. And do you know what? I had the most amazing time in Iceland traveling on my own. I met the most amazing people. You know, I would do what I wanted when I wanted. I didn't mm. have to wake up in the morning and say to the other person come on like let's let's get out of bed let's go let's start the day you know mm-hmm. and it was literally get up go do your own thing make friends along the way eat where I wanted to eat mm-hmm. saw what I wanted to saw if I wanted to take you know five minutes to just sit down and and chill I would do you know mm-hmm. if I wanted to work on a podcast I would do mm-hmm. and I think that's the beauty of spending time on your own and traveling on your own I completely agree. I was nodding hard. I feel like a bobblehead at one point. I was like, because <laughs> what are these dogs you used to put on in your car and it used to just is it bobblehead? Yeah, I'm feeling of like the hula girls as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Um it is so much more empowering and a lot more flexible. And do you know what I sometimes as much as I love group travel, there is so much faff. Like you can't herd the sheep all together. So when you're waking up and you feel like the shepherd mm. and you're going, right, well, 8am, not going to wait for anyone. I'm off. I'm out. Keys in the bag. Got my water. Got my headphones. 
let's like seize yeah. the day when you're with groups like it's so much harder to plan and navigate and it's, mm-hmm. you know, you're always waiting for everyone <laughs> honestly <so> patient <laughs> the whole trip the whole of my trip to Iceland I'd self um like managed I'd like put together and I'd I I, I drove as well like I've got a car now the last day I think it was like the last night I did an organized tour I did an organized Northern Lights tour, which, by the way, I didn't see the Northern Lights. So I was actually very devastated. <laughs> but when I got on this bus, it was instant regret. It was instant regret. There was, it was, <laughs> oh, there was, there must have been about 60, like 50, 60 people mm. on this big coach. And it was just so stressful. And I, I remember just thinking to myself, fucking hell, this is, this is why mm-hmm. I've just gone solo the whole mm. time because mm-hmm. I just can't and 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 I think like people sometimes like just irritate me yes, <laughs> yes. especially no like rude people if you're rude then you're irritating mm-hmm. so just yeah. more of the story just don't be rude yeah don't be a dick <laughs> don't be a dick yeah I just yeah I can't I can't deal with those those coach trips they they stress me the fuck out Mm, I know what you mean like they seem like a good idea because everything's planned and you don't have to think about everything but actually you'll realize that once you start planning your itinerary a bit more and taking leadership on it you actually learn to enjoy it initially like let's not beat around the bush like it can be a bit anxiety provoking like oh it's fucking stressful yeah and I was planning because I'm such a I'm when I plan trips and when I plan holidays every single detail has to be you know I have to research any kind Mm -hmm. of possible situation any kind of possible detail um I have to look at the best possible options Mm -hmm. and compare for about eight hours before I can actually (laughs) come to a final decision and on itinerary I remember actually the planning of Iceland was stressful because I was sat on my computer with about 20 million tabs up trying to find like the best route the best places to go the best places to stay and mm. I remember sitting there almost like overwhelmed because I was like, oh, my God, there's just so much planning to do. But mm. it was so worth it because mm. it was just the best trip ever. Mm. Um, and I think even if, you know, you do have to sit down and, and, and plan a little bit, there's, there are parts that you can kind of go with the flow mm-hmm. as well. It doesn't have to be, you know, 100 yeah. percent perfect. Mm. Completely. And just bring it back to that point of confidence as well it will teach you so much about yourself like if now you're listening to this and you're thinking I can't do xyz trust me go on a solo trip doesn't need to be for very long be 24 hours three days five days a month whatever you think you're capable of doing give it a go try it out and you'll just realize how much more you can do if you're currently living with parents and you're like I have no idea how I would live by myself if you haven't ever been to uni you've not experienced what it's like to live away from home trust me going away for those few days you'll learn so much more about what you can do and it just changes your whole mindset because you just come back thinking I can do this Mm. because I've just done it by myself for however long that was one of the pinnacle moments for me just going away to Lisbon for a few days coming back and I was like you know what I'm ready to launch this business now it really is empowering it's such a like boss move so yeah I've just obviously it doesn't solve everything but I do think that traveling in general just brings out parts of your personality that are currently hiding 
and mm. it, yeah I'm just a huge advocate for solo travel like love honestly um if you're listening to this right now go and book a solo trip just go and do it even if you know even if it's for like a day or two mm. if you're just going to Edinburgh like like you said Naida um just book it just go for it but I think another thing that has really helped contribute to my confidence is the way that I speak to myself and a lot of what you were saying just then is you know I can do this I can go on a solo trip if you start saying to yourself oh no I could never do that or I can't do this then you're already you know putting that negative energy Mm-hmm. into your brain and you're already telling yourself that you can't do something you so you're going to fail at the first hurdle there mm-hmm. you need to reframe the way that you say things so instead of saying like I can't you could reframe it with I could or I can mm-hmm. you know I think the the way that you speak to yourself and the language that you use is really important and can be really empowering and just that mm-hmm. little that little switch in your head and the way that you talk to yourself um Mm. can make all the difference and if you're struggling to do that for yourself picture what you would say to your friends Mm. because you're always going to speak kinder to your friends which isn't annoying because it shouldn't be like that but you're always going to treat them with a bit more kindness and or like picture yourself as a younger you what would you say to younger you as well because the language that you're using will change and then it will become second nature kill that inner child (laughs) do the work (laughs) the only limitations are the limitations that you have in your head at the end of the day oh mic drop (laughs) (laughs) let's wrap this up with a nice win and woe of the week I'm going to put you on the spot. You can go first. (laughs) What's your woe? (laughs) Oh, okay. My woe. So yesterday was Monday. Um, (laughs) Monday. Enough said. (laughs) Yeah, it was fucking, it was a fucking Monday. Um, It was Monday and I had my day planned and I stuck to my routine, which was fabulous. Feeling productive, you know, it was all gravy. And I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. So I turned up to the gym and it wasn't it. It wasn't it. I got there and I had some cramps. Um, For anyone listening, I sorry if this is TMI, but I had the coil fitted, the copper coil fitted last week. And since then I have been in a bit of pain. I've been experiencing cramps and, and some bleeding, which is you know, beautiful. These lovely things that we have to go through as a woman. And mm. I went to my session yesterday and I just felt really lethargic. I felt really fatigued. I felt just not in the right headspace. I was my I had my cramps and I just I started doing my squats and I was just like, no, no, this feels this does not feel right. This this <laughs> does not feel great. And I was I was a bit upset at the time because I was like, oh, I was really looking forward to my session today. You know, my gym is my time my one hour where I go and I have a workout and I feel fucking badass when I walk out mm. of the gym and I'm like yeah I just lifted some heavy shit you know and I feel feel great in myself normally from my sessions so I actually had to take an L on that one I did my squat so I did my warm-up did my mobility did some squats and I was just like no today is just not the day I was like you know what I'm actually just gonna go home have some dinner mm. do a bit of work uh, go to bed wake up tomorrow is a new day mm-hmm. so I think my woe 
but also actually if you this depends what way you think of it it also was a win as well I guess mm. you know but the win was that I decided to give my body the rest that it needed you know if I, if I was to look maybe back to you know early 20s I would have been like pushed myself to the point of exhaustion and burnt mm. out and probably injured myself you know but I actually took myself out of that situation and was like look your body's not feeling the best at the moment you're actually feeling quite sore probably wouldn't be the best idea for you to continue with a session because you're just gonna be slugging through it and you know you could could hurt yourself so I was just like you know what I'm gonna go home and wake up tomorrow is a new day so um I guess yeah do you know what that was a win and a way because the way was I didn't get my full session planned and I didn't smash my whole workout as I'd like to um but the win was that I recognized that my body needed that rest and I put my put myself first mm. and that's on growth <laughs> mm-hmm. it is 100% what about it's- yours what's your win of way of the week I think my woe of the week was that I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed with life and business yesterday. I'm so proud of how far I've come, obviously, but there's still a lot of work to do. And there's not a handbook on how to be an entrepreneur. And even if there was, it wouldn't be one that each and every person could follow because it's all unique. It was hard to prove to myself that I am doing a lot and that I need to respect that I've taken on a lot of different hats and I'm teaching myself and I'm learning along the way. So I think, yeah, it was feeling that fraud, imposter sort of emotion didn't really help that I was a bit tired and hungover, to be honest. It definitely added to that kind of anxiety. Um, But I think the win was then that I decided to just take a bit of a step back and um, focused on the things that I had achieved. So I posted about it on LinkedIn. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to turn this experience of feeling like a failure, because people don't see that people don't ever see what's happening behind the scenes. And I thought, I'm going to share this on LinkedIn. And I'm going to just say, you know, this is the 1%. You see the vanity metrics, you see the success, but you don't see the procrastination you don't see the anxiety and the nervy bees (laughs) you know those kind of things and it got such a lot of support with everybody saying that they felt the same like every single either entrepreneur solopreneur self-employed freelancer everyone was literally saying I feel exactly I feel seen and I think it was sharing that experience which allowed me to reflect but then also to know that I wasn't alone and other people feel the same just kind of makes you think wow we're just all so hard on ourselves so yeah turn that woe into a win just by sharing talking opening up the reality of it is everybody's kind of in the same boat yeah I felt proud to share it proud that of how far I've come because me five years ago just wouldn't even be dreaming about what I'm doing now so I think yeah it was that reflection of okay there is still stuff that you have to learn fine but also look at what you're doing and just remember how far you've come um yeah comes back to that confidence building doesn't it (laughs) it does it does and we are 
as I said earlier, constantly evolving, constantly growing, constantly learning. Nobody has their shit together 24 seven. Nobody mm-hmm. has it all figured out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you might get things wrong. Sometimes you might get things right. And that's okay. And it's part of the process. It's part of the journey. You've just got to try and embrace it as much as you can. I think that's just a perfect way to end this podcast. Lois, thank you so much for coming on. I think everything you've spoken about is going to help so many people, women, men, girls, boys, whatever you identify as. I think it's going to be impactful in some way. It's been an absolute pleasure just having a little chit chat with you. Thank you so much for having me.